You're listening to Going Legit with Rachel Dorsey. Going Legit explores entrepreneurship at every stage across industries. But right now, during this time of outbreak and widespread coronavirus, we're shifting focus not to talk about how businesses are thriving and growing, but how small businesses are pivoting and shifting their models to survive. Thank you for being here. Thanks for making time to talk with me, Meg. I know that uh, you're a very busy lady, what with launching a new business in a week in response to this madness. And running a a school in my home and running a regular business, you know, just what we're all doing. So talk to me, like, how are you? Tell me about like your mental state. Tell me about your business state. Like what's going on for you right now? So I am trying to be really focused on what's going on like right in front of me, like what is real, if you will. Um, And I learned a long time ago, actually, let's rewind all the way back to um, being in art school. I got my BFA in theater and I had a teacher who had like a horrible tragedy that she went through. Um, And she told us, um, which may or may not be healthy, but has served me well, that like work will always get you through. Um, so she was always like, just come back to the work, just come back to the work. Um, and that, she told us that um, in like October of 2001 in New York City, um, when the towers had just gone down five very short blocks away from a building I was trapped in. So it was a time where that really stuck with me. And I really like was like, I just have to do the work. Um, and so that's where I'm at right now. Like, that's what I've always come back to is like, just do the work. Uh, so I launched a new business, uh, to meet a need because one, that's like a way of being of service. And two, that's a way of keeping myself sane. So before we talk about the new business, let's go back and tell me about your core business. Like if this was two weeks ago and I was like, Meg, tell me about your business. If only, If only it were two weeks ago. Um, So I have run um, a wedding publication um, for the last 12 years this month. Uh, It started as like a wedding blog. It also started always as a business. Like people will be like, oh, that's so lucky. You like started a blog when you were planning your wedding. And then like it turned into this thing. And I'm like, not to just disillusion you, but... Um, I had a like a business plan before I went into it. It wasn't on paper. Like I was still speaking of crises I've been through. I was uh, working at an investment bank during the um, crash. But, you know, so I had a day job. But I started it with like a really clear plan that like that was when blogs were first starting to monetize. And I had really dug into like how it worked and I wanted to give it a try. And I always knew that I wanted to run a creative business from back when I was in art school. Um so that's how I started and I've run it for 12 years and we are a major wedding publication. We're the largest independently run wedding publication in the English language, probably in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, so we publish, you know, five to 10 articles a week on um, weddings and on relationships. And you've also written two books. And I've written two books and both of them are bestsellers in the wedding space. Yeah. So how are you pivoting? Because people are not having weddings now. Or like maybe they are. You educate me. (laughs) No, they're not. I mean, they... God, it's just such a painful time. Um, 
because people want to be having weddings right now. Um, the last week has been us trying to help people figure out if they were going to have weddings. And it has felt like it has changed hour by hour, right? Minute by minute. Um, and I have been on Instagram like over and over being like, okay, this just came out, that hints at this, you know, this just came out, trying to figure out sort of what the window was that people need to needed to think about rescheduling. And a lot of my time in the last week, especially at the beginning of the week, was trying to figure that balance of like not panicking people, especially not panicking people in a way that they were going to feel like they couldn't listen to you, um, but also try to be realistic. Um, so the CDC came out with guidelines late last night um, that gatherings over 50 people um, should not happen for the next eight weeks. And they specifically included weddings in that. CDC is not the law, right? But places are increasingly starting to shut down. Like New York City shut down restaurants yesterday. So did Illinois. Um, California has not shut down restaurants yet, but it shut down a lot of other things. So people are really just having to make plans on the fly. And it is terrible. It's terrible. And it's terrible for small businesses in the wedding space. Um, so who depend on this to, you know, eat and pay their rent, feed their kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are your biggest fears as we move forward? I know that that's like a, I know you don't like to focus on the negative. Oh, I mean, um, trust me. <laughs> I focus on the negative. Uh, I'm on great anxiety medication that I started in December and I could not be more grateful. I have generalized anxiety disorder. So, um, I, when I wake up, I like run through everything and I, sometimes I like feel like it's better. And sometimes I feel like it's worse that I, I worked in an investment bank. I have a really solid, you know, like solid sort of baseline idea of how the economy works and how the market works. Um, and in some ways that makes me calmer because more information is better, but it also means that I know how bad it is, right? The stock market has halted three times since last Monday. Like I know what that means. Um, so I wake up and I run through sort of all of my fears, starting with, um, the economy's freezing up and the more that it freezes up and the more that none of us spend, um, I always say that the economy is like, an airplane that believes it can, that only flies if we believe it can fly. And the minute we all believe it can't fly, it just like falls like a rock, which is what's happening right now. Um, so personally, I'm trying to make that balance of like, don't freeze up all of my spending that I don't have to. Because every time I do that, I make it worse, right? Like every time I'm like, well, I can't buy anything, then that's another small business that's in trouble. Um, so I run through that and I run through like our investments, which we're lucky enough to have. And then I run through like what money is probably going to dry up in our core business and like what cuts I may have to make. Um, and then beyond that, which somehow is like the level that in one way I'm like more resigned about that I've dealt with more and another way it's the one you don't want to get to. Um, my sister's an ER doctor and my mom is immunocompromised with respiratory issues in a tightly packed retirement home. So, and my dad died last year. So the two of my like nuclear family growing up, the two people that are left 
are like very, very, very high risk. Um, so that is then like the base, the base level of like what I'm dealing with every morning when I wake up. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think that every person listening can relate to all or some of what you just shared. Um, and I think that one of the reasons that I was so excited to talk with you is because you aren't letting that fear and that concern stop you. You're seeing what the problem is and you're figuring out how you might be able to, to, to in your small way, make some changes. So I know that you've just launched, what is it, 1-800-HOTLINE-RING? It's really just Hotline Ring. Um, it is a nod to a Jewish icon, obviously. Um, with a pun being like, ring, you call the phone and ring, it's an engagement ring. Um, and Drake, if you're listening, don't sue us. No, uh, I, it's not the name of the song. Um, but Hotline Ring is, so here's the lay of the land. Um, this is actually a project we've been working on for months. Actually, you know about this when we were at a business, um, conference together in, uh, September. I was talking about getting it off the ground. Um, so basically most people don't have wedding planners and, um, it's very hard to get wedding planners for consulting. Um, and that is one of the most important sort of money saving things that you can do. So this is a business that, um, I've been working on sort of on the side, um, since September with the idea that most people don't have access to wedding planners and having a wedding planner for like an hour at the beginning of your planning um, is so much more valuable than having like 20 hours of, of like someone picking up the pieces at the end. Um, so I was trying to, and it's very hard to hire planners like that. So I was trying to build a system where you could hire planners, you know, for 30 minutes or an hour um, and get advice on a specific thing. Well, then... <laughs> last week happened. And I actually have been following this story um, really closely for a couple months, like deep diving on Twitter, being like, guys, I think this could be real bad. Um, so I was not surprised by it. I mean, I was horrified, but not surprised. Um, so I was at, I was with you at Alt Summit and the Huddle, what feels like a lifetime ago slash a week week and a half ago. Um, and I was able to sort of come into this crisis with like the, a sort of wind at my back and energy of having been with a bunch of women and being able to sort of like spitball. Um, so I, the Friday before everything started falling apart, um, I came up with this plan and I was like, we're just going to go. Um, so we basically built a business from near scratch, uh, in a week. That's wild. And I'm curious, like, how did you decide what you're going to offer people? And how did you decide what you're going to price it at? Because again, people are like not spending money right now. And they're, they're very, <sighs> everything's feeling very fragile. So how did you make those big decisions? So, I mean, first of all, this just launched, so we'll see how it does. And we're going to have to adjust. But when I'm teaching, one of the things I say to people is like, you never know what the price is. It's, I'm always like, it's always going to be wrong. So just pick a number and start and you can always change. 
Um, so we basically had to build this as like as streamlined and simple a way as possible because we were going so fast. So we decided we were just going to offer 30 minute calls. And if you needed more, you could like sign up for a new call um, because we just didn't have the infrastructure going this fast to build like multiple offerings. So we're like, we'll just build the simplest one and you can get more than one if you need it. Um, and then we sort of picked a price that would let us give discounts. Um, so we picked $80 because that lets you bring the price back up later, uh, and, um, discounted it to basically 60, $64 right now. I don't know, um, if that's going to work and if it doesn't, we'll sort of play around with it from there, but you got, you know, it's the rough draft theory, which certainly applies when you're writing books, right? Like you cannot fix something unless you have a rough draft. So we got a rough draft out the door and we'll see. So what are you doing to maintain perspective and to keep a healthy mental state right now? Uh, um, I really am trying to do this practice of like, this is what's here right now, <laughs> right? Like my mom is not sick right now. My sister is not sick right now. Like no one in my family is sick right now. We have a house right now. Um, certainly what I've learned about anxiety and I do feel like I'm this extra expert in anxiety because I have an anxiety condition and now everybody's dealing with anxiety. Um, anxiety is really this condition of like your brain making up the worst case scenarios. Um, I actually, I have a panic disorder on flights, which is panic disorder is like, you know that you panic in a situation and so you panic about panicking, which is super fun. Um, and I had a really bad flight recently and I was actually really calm um, because I was like, okay, this is happening right now. And like, it's not as bad as the thing I made up in my head. Um, so that's the thing I, I keep trying to sort of keep in mind is that like, I can spiral out with all of these things where it's like, we lose our house, we're living on the street, like blah, 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 blah. But like, if something happens, we will handle it one step at a time. And if someone gets sick, we'll handle it one step at a time, you know, like, to take it to a dark but realistic place, I buried my dad last year. Like, I know how you do it. Um, and it's terrible, but it's also not happening now. And if it's happening right now, you know, when, when or if something's happening, we'll deal with it. And also preparedness. I mean, for everything from, again, very dark, but my mom has very serious health conditions. And she, like, got all of her paperwork and her wills in order and faxed them over this week because she's like at peace with the fact that something may happen. Um, and I built a business. So that's like, sometimes getting stuff done is the only way to cope. So if you could offer one word of hope to others who are trying to figure out how to make sense of all this mess, what would it be? Nothing is forever. Um, I went through a financial crisis before and I know how it feels like when it's happening, it will happen forever, but this outbreak is going to be likely bad, but it's going to be a couple months. It's not going to be the rest of time. Um, and the market will fall and then it will rise again. And it feels like everything is falling apart right now. Um, but it won't be forever. Well, thank you for making time to talk with me, Meg. And thanks for dealing with the distraction of my small child because we're all doing the best we can with what I we mean, have. Ours are in the other room. So we got this team. You've been listening to Going Legit with Rachel Dorsey. This episode was produced by me. 
and it was executive produced by my company, Bone and Gold. It was edited by my husband, Drew, and the original composition is by Taylor Joshua Rankin. These episodes were recorded and edited and produced while our kids were in the other room or maybe even on our laps, because you got to do what you got to do in times of Corona. If you're interested in more small business resources, if you're interested in coaching around pivoting or coaching around business planning while things are slow, feel free to check it out at goinglegit.co. We've got a whole season of episodes there. We've got worksheets, we've got uh, articles, and we've got uh, workshops, and we've got coaching resources. So check us out at goinglegit.co if you're curious. Again, please share with your friends. The more people that hear this, the more people will feel a connection, and maybe it'll help us see a little light at the end of the tunnel. Stay well, stay healthy, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and share that toilet paper. Thank you.